Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Well, he's back, our favorite hypnotist, the star of Hypnosis Unleashed. You can see him at the Four Queens. Great place to go, by the way. Kevin Lapine is back. Kevin, great to have you here. And we're going to talk about, we'll, we'll talk a little about your show, but we want to talk about your new book, which is really exciting. It's called Deep Into My Eyes, From Victim to Vegas Headliner. Kevin, you had kind of a rough upbringing. This wasn't all easy for you, right? And you share this in the book. You know, I went through a lot of different struggles. I've been really excited with the reception that the book's gotten. Uh, We debuted at number one in new releases. And the whole point of me writing the book is I wanted to talk about how I had been a victim of bullying and abuse as a child. But the steps that I was, that thank God I was able to take to be able to turn my life around, to stop being bullied, and to really like grow and build a community around me. Yeah, and you can tell that. And first of all, everybody should go to Amazon and just look it up because you want to before you want to buy it, you want to see what it's about. Take a look there and look at the reviews. The reviews are incredible, and everybody picks up on that, which which I love. And that's the fact that. You kind of do this, you talk about really serious stuff, but you kind of do it with a gentle hand and nobody felt like they were being yelled at. They kind of felt like, wow, I've got somebody who understands this and they're rooting for you and everybody loved the happy ending. Well, I think also part of it was the decision that I talk about a lot of very, very, very positive influences in my life in the book. I talk about a lot of the people who really helped grow me into who I am. And early on, I made a decision that while I had to talk about negative times, I didn't want to talk about negative people. I didn't want to give negative people the attention in the book. I wanted people to understand that, yes, you can be in these bad situations, but what matters is the people in the community that are going to help you rise above them. Well, yeah, and I get the idea. It, it gives people hope, and that's so important. You know, when, when you hear words like depression and so forth and thinking about suicide and what have you, yes. it's we've all lived with it. If, if not ourselves, we know people that have, and it's always this thing that comes out like, well, once you have this, you have this forever, and you never really get over And you got a different feel from you. It's like you got to fight through it, and, and there is hope at it, the end of the rainbow. It, it's not necessarily fighting through it. I, I think that's a mistake we make a lot is people think that you have to win this fight against depression and mental illness. Unfortunately, any version of depression, mental illness, addiction, they're always super self-fueling. Any sort of mental illness wants to keep itself alive and functioning, which is horrible but true. And one of the hardest things to do when you're suffering from things like that is to reach out to people. Because the first thing your mental illness does in its own sense of self-preservation is it tries to isolate you from people. And the more that we learn, it's not a fight that you fight alone, it's a fight that you dissipate by having a community 
who understands, accepts, and helps you grow through it. That's amazing. When you're putting that community together, is it something that you kind of like really look at people in a different way? And by that, I mean, you want to make sure you're going to be around somebody that brings out the best in you. You know, friends joke with each other a lot. And, you know, we'll, everybody's friends you know, tease them in, in certain different ways. But the real question is, when you're building a friendship, do those people build you up two or three times more than they ever think to tease you? Wow. And that's what you start looking at with people. Because, yeah, you know what, friends, we're always going to tease each other. We're always going to make fun of this and that. And we're going to call each other out on our mistakes. But our real friends are the ones who, way more often, are the ones building you up, supporting you. And those are the people that you find in your life and you treasure. Because yeah, I have friends like that, you know, and, and there's two different types. There's the type that tease you because they really love you. And then there's the other type that yep. want to see your reaction. So it's kind of figuring yeah. out who are those friends. And, and what's amazing to me, one of the, the hardest and weirdest lessons that I learned, and it doesn't matter what career path you're on, people at the top of their game know there's always more room for people who want to be great. And what's always amazed me is those people up at the top are the ones who will gladly, gladly be a support system, which is funny because a lot of the times our own secure, our own insecurities stop us from reaching out to those people because we're like, oh, they don't want to help us. They don't want to hear from us. Yeah, they usually do. You know, another thing that people enjoyed about the book is... They look at it, they look at the cover, they know little about you. They think, oh, this is going to be all about hypnosis. Actually, in the book, you, you, don't, you don't bash modern medicine, as one of the uh, writers said. You really don't. You know, you know no. that stuff's important as well. You know, I, I don't like anyone who calls any specific thing the cure-all in the answer. Because everybody's different. What works for you may not work for somebody else. One medication works here. It doesn't work there. One form of alternative therapy saves somebody's life, and it does little for someone else. What I think is really important, and what I love is a lot more uh, actual medical doctors are starting to subscribe to this theory, is every treatment, every therapy is another tool in the box. Yeah. And the more tools you are familiar with, it's it, it that if the only thing you know how to use is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And what I love is so many more people are going, oh, you know what? This takes a wrench and I can use a wrench. But you know who you should really go and see this person because they're an expert with it. And I think there's a lot more of that happening nowadays. That's a smart way of looking at it. You know, it's always so strange to me that, pe that everybody knows that everybody has different personalities and even when you talk about people going through depression they all go through it in a different way however and yet yes. people are looking for like one answer you take this pill whatever and that's it we're done and it's obviously it can't be that no no and and unfortunately one of the problems with mental illness is nobody can see the world through your eyes and it's hard to be honest with the doctor sometimes. It's hard to say, you know, I'm feeling this. And then you go on a medication and the medication doesn't do what you were hoping for. And your mental illness goes, see, no medications work. Don't go talk to your doctor anymore about this. 
when really what you have to do is you've got to go back after two or three months and go, okay, well, you know, I'm taking the pills and it's done this, but it's also this and I still have this problem, this problem, this problem. Because that's honestly how a doctor goes, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to change that. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things, especially people that study mental illness, of all the things that they de- try to deal with with medicine, one medicine works for one person, doesn't work for the other one. There's a million out there, and you know who knows mm-hmm. what the right one. So you're right. I guess the thing we need to do if we're suffering through this is not, and your book is great for this, you don't beat yourself up. You keep your options open. Always, always. And you, you, know, you seek the counsel of people who really do know and understand. And sometimes if you do go to a doctor and you feel that that doctor really isn't providing what you need, there's more doctors out there. And, and I'm not saying doctor shopping because, oh, well, you know, this doctor is just not you know, prescribing me what I told him to, to prescribe me. Good, there may be a reason for that. What I mean is make sure that you're going to a doctor that's listening to you. It seems like this whole struggle and your whole story really is who you became on stage because people I remember the first time we had you on we just talked about your stage show and Mm -hmm. people loved it and even people that haven't seen it go well when I get to Vegas I'm definitely going to see it this guy sounds like a really nice guy it just comes across And, and again with the book I think people see that you know for what you do when you're talking about hypnosis bringing people on stage you kind of, for this to really work, people need to kind of trust you, right? I mean, we're, you're very, not going to make a fun, you're not going to make a fool of them or anything. Very much. People need to, you know, my goal when I get people on stage is I want them to be stars, not victims. I don't want them to feel like they were lesser than. I want them walking off my stage going, yeah, that experience was awesome. And, and, and there's a, a, a very, very big importance to that. I mean, Hypnosis Unleashed, we've been doing that now for 13 years. You know, I, I get to do it with my wife. We do it five nights a week over at the Four Queens. It's phenomenal to do it. I, I get to live that dream. But like I talk in the book, you know, deep into my eyes, I wanted you to go deep into understand, you know, I didn't just wake up on the stage and I didn't get on that stage by myself. I got there and I grew because this person offered me this small opportunity. Here's how I took that opportunity and turned it into something and how I did that through every step and stage. Well, and you and you remember those first times going on. Probably you, you, everybody has butterflies. Even now you probably have some. <laughs> so, you know, consequently, you know how that person that you're pulling up, and even with total trust, like, oh, what am I going to do? I don't want to get up there. So you got to make them feel comfortable. You know, the difference between me and my volunteers and why I have so much respect for my volunteers is even when I went on stage those first few times with the butterflies in my stomach, I still knew what I had planned. Not that everything went to plan, but I knew what my plan was. They don't even know what my plan is, and they're trusting me. And, and I, I have to respect that trust. You're doing real well. The Four Queens, you and your wife are working over there, and it's, that's a great place, by the way. A lot of it's fun there. Beautiful. But you, you must have to count, too, on people telling other people because hypnosis yeah. is one of those things, eh, I'm not that familiar with it. Or it seems like an old thing, you know, that they used to do yeah. old TV shows in the 50s and 60s, right? And, and yet what you do is completely different. Our word of mouth is is fantastic. And I mean, that's, I, I'm never going to beat Cirque's advertising budget. You know, there, there's just no way. 
but I can do what I can do to provide the best customer service, provide the best show experience, and really be there with with the people who are kind enough to join me. Have you ever thought about you and your wife writing a screenplay from this? Because everybody has the same opinion. They go, wow, you know, this is a nice guy. And everybody feels comfortable. And I'm thinking, what an interesting either TV series or movie where you have this character that, you know, people feel comfortable with. I, I just mm-hmm. have, have you given that some thought? I would love to. I would love to talk to anybody out there who knows anything about doing anything like that. How is it working with your wife? Do you enjoy that? Fantastic. We have such a great relationship. She, you know, her and I build each other up continually. And to be able to, you know, share my passion and share, you know, what I love with the person that I love, it's it's beyond amazing. I am very, very lucky. We work together extremely well. That's great. Well, you can see this lovely couple at the Vegas Hypnosis Show, downtown Las Vegas, Four Queens Hotel and Casino. That's a great place, by the way. Great place to gamble, too. If you if you want to just mm-hmm. play, have fun, that's just a fun place. But it's right there. It, it, it really is. They've, they've, they've got some good low-limit tables. They've got a couple of higher-end tables. They have one of the greatest restaurants in Las Vegas, one of Vegas's greatest secrets in Hugo Cellar, which is yeah. just the greatest romantic dinner you'll ever have. At Hugo's, yeah, it's been around. Yep. And the people that know about it, they don't share that as much as they should. Downtown Vegas is completely different than what people might remember from 10, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, ever since uh, Derek got out there with his hotels and all the other hotels, you can walk around there. It's really the old Vegas that uh, a lot of people miss because you can't walk and around very easy in the strip. <laughs> they also just opened a, a metro station there. Perfect, right? To, to, to increase security. Just a kind of a fun place to hang out. And let's just, before we go, let's just tell people again, we've been talking a lot about your book and so forth. Now, if they go out to the show, first of all, they should get the book, and that's easy to get, right? Amazon, yes. right? Yep, okay. it's, it's available on, on Amazon and paperback only right now. It's my, one of the biggest compliments that I've actually gotten is everybody's told me they've like read it in one sitting. It's like 216 pages, but people are like, yeah, I've read it in, in one or two days. I was really engrossed. And it was a really, really fast read. It, and that, that's been wonderful. Yeah, that really is. That book, by the way, Deep Into My Eyes, From Victim to Vegas Headliner, just a great story. You can get that at Amazon for, for starters, and you can also read all about the book and so forth. Any other place we can get the book? Uh, not right now. Right now, we're only doing it through Amazon. Okay. And it's, but that's also because it was the least expensive way to get it into people's hands. Yeah, and that's the way most of us buy our books now. And then yeah. you see this show. It's Tuesday through Saturdays at 9 p.m. over at the Four Queens. And you don't want to miss that as well. Hypnosis Unleashed. We are the longest-running hypnosis show in Las Vegas. And again, they don't have to be afraid of anything. There is audience participation if you want to, but uh, different you, from you what they You can volunteer. You don't have to volunteer. Perfect. And, and kind of just it, briefly tell us, how is it different from another hypnosis show you might have seen or heard about? I think what really makes Hypnosis Unleashed different is, first of all, the way we treat our volunteers. And second, it's a really, really fast-paced, high-energy show. I think a lot of people have this idea that, you know, the hypnosis is going to be long and drawn out and it's going to be boring and, you know, he's going to, you know, try and work with everybody in the audience. It's not true. We get, you know, 10 to 12 volunteers up and you get to watch the process how in about three and a half minutes, how and why people are entering that hypnotic state. And then you really get to see them turn into superstars. 
And, you know, they also don't have to be worried. A lot of people now, unfortunately, when they hear hypnosis, are always thinking about the adult shows. And those can be really funny, but this isn't that. Well, while ours is an adult show, it is recommended 18 and over. We do let any age in, uh, but it is recommended 18 and over due to adult language. My goal in it, especially because, you know, humor changes every five years. And the way we look at things change every five years is we don't really push the adult side in the respect that I'm not going to try and make somebody do something that is embarrassing or out of character. It's, it's an adult show. It's for adults. There's adult language, there's some adult situations, but it's all in fun and in happiness. One of my mentors taught me people laugh for one of two reasons. They laugh because they're engaged and they want to get closer or they laugh because they're afraid and they want to get away. And I never want the laughter to be because people are uncomfortable. I want everyone to laugh because we're having fun with this together. There's a lot of truth to that, both on stage and even in the uh, you know personal level. There's, there's yes. a lot of that, you know. Laughter is a great thing, but it's not always for the right reasons. No, sometimes we laugh to put up a wall and to get as far away from a situation as we can. Well, fortunately, you won't have to do that. You can see him, Kevin Lapine, and don't forget to get the book, Deep Into My Eyes, From Victim to Vegas Headliner. Kevin, thank you so much. My greatest pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Please follow Vegas Never Sleeps on all social media platforms, including X, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening today. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you again, Vegas Never Sleeps. Vegas, here we go! Do you have a car sitting around you want to get rid of? Then here's a great idea. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Yes, one fast call to the Veteran Car Donation Program and we'll come and remove your car for free. Fast, free towing, and 24-hour response. You can donate most cars, trucks, or SUVs in most conditions. The proceeds raised goes to help active military, veterans, and their families. And you get a tax deduction. All you need to do is make this free call. Get rid of that old car and help the vets. We make it easy. Make this free call now and book your fast and easy pickup. Call the Veteran Donation Program now. Donate your car and help veterans and their families. Operators are standing by. Here's the number. 800-932-1176. That's 800-932-1176. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. It is not uncommon for youth to yearn to break away. What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a film that acknowledges that fact and explores the realm of ties that bind. Johnny Depp is Gilbert, responsible for holding his family together. His mentally handicapped younger brother is played by Leonardo DiCaprio, who was nominated for an Oscar for his performance. And his mother, now tipping the scale at 600 pounds, is housebound. Gilbert abides. Becky, played by Juliette Lewis, and her mom pass through town in a motorhome and become the catalysts for change. Their free lifestyle is the counterpoint to Gilbert's chains. Becky and Gilbert are drawn to one another with implications lost on no one. The character of Gilbert's obese mom is played by Darlene Cates. She is a formidable presence. 
To director Lasse Holstrom's credit, he allows her impact on the world around her to play out naturally. Films like this are hard to categorize. They are not on a straight-line mission. The story is everywhere within the frame, but heading nowhere in particular. What's Eating Gilbert Grape is a rich offering. It speaks of life, of family, of yearning, and we are enriched with a little drama, some good humor, and a whole lot of heart. Indie Film Minute, not in theaters. Discovery through rental. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-483-7217. 800-483-7217. 800-483-7217. That's 800-483-7217. Holy gentle giants dog food, Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the caped crusader, and now I'm the canine crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants Life Enhancing Dog Food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog.